Hello, everyone, and welcome to Saints Radio. We trust that you are well and blessed during this um, month of June. And we have good news for you today. And that is that where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. So let us abound in grace as it partners with the spirit of wisdom. And uh, let us know that our, let us recognize that our God is in control. So that's good news, isn't it, sister? Yes, amen. We are here in uh, this control booth, which we've got the air conditioner on, the little air conditioner in this room, and fan blowing too. It's, I think it was supposed to get up to 100 today. I'm not sure what it really is, but if you're familiar with this booth, there's nothing separating us from the Texas sun but the roof itself. There's no insulation. It's just, it's just right above us here. We should make a, a window and that way we can see outside. We should make a, one of those windows in the ceiling. Oh, a, a um, skylight. Skylight, yeah. Yeah. We can see the moon and the stars and the sun. Yeah. So, okay, anyway. That'll never happen, but. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> we had a tower there, Wishful too. thinking. You know, so. The great and glorious tower. So that's our architectural report for the day. But we're happy to be able to come and be with you. And, um. Again, we trust that everybody's well and whole and encouraged in the Lord. Amen. Amen. I will say that there's a really nice breeze out this morning. Is there? It's amazing what a nice breeze can do in the midst of this Texas heat. Because last night it was just as still and as dead and as hot <laughs> as can be. And this morning there was... There was um, a really nice breeze, and it really does make all the difference. It's still hot, but nonetheless. Yeah, I, we don't, I led us down this weather path, but yesterday all those big, wonderful clouds that were coming through, I think as a result of Cristobal, we didn't get any rain out of it, but it sure was nice to see it. So I have not watched the news in days. What's happening with that hurricane? Well, it never turned into a hurricane. Of course, Annette is our specialist on this. We should Skype her in. But it, I guess, was a tropical storm, and it's supposed to be uh, emerging onto the Great Lakes here pretty soon. And they say it's very unusual for a tropical storm to come up from the Gulf and all go up there with gust, gust force winds. So, um, anyway. Well, good. I'm glad that it didn't create any havoc. Yeah. Which... Yeah, and that should, she should, she should start charging for her services. That's right. Because I know when Les and Noah were navigating their journey on the, the, what is it, the Ameri um, Trans-America Trail, which is what they're taking from Oklahoma to California, Les was in touch with Annette, I think, to get weather reports to determine when to leave you know, and what was in the future so that they would know. Now, they did get to a point on Saturday 
where I think they were in Utah and they were in the desert and they set up camp one e I guess it was Saturday evening and a windstorm came in that was so bad. Noah said it was the worst he's ever experienced. So bad that his tent that sits on top of his truck was going to blow off. So they had to pack up camp and go down the road, find another campsite, found another campsite. Um, I guess it was more insulated. <coughs> Camped, went to sleep, and then a horrible thunderstorm came. Like torrential rains. So they're in the desert. These torrential rains come, and, and he said it literally rained throughout the entire night. They get up the next day to try to navigate out, and they got, there was so much mud, his truck got stuck in the mud. <laughs> and so they sat there for several hours, not knowing why, while it, it rained, not knowing what to do because he could not get that truck out of the mud. So finally, a nice, kind gentleman came driving by. It was like out in the middle of nowhere. They had no cell service. Out in the middle of nowhere, stopped and had some chains and offered to pull Noah's truck out of the mud. So they chained it up. They, they finally got it out of the mud, but the guy who was uh, local there said, you're not going to get anywhere because the mud is, is so bad you're not going to get where you're trying to go. Now, granted, mind you, several days before, they got to an impasse that there was so much snow that they couldn't pass through because Les is on a motorcycle, so they couldn't do it. So they had to backtrack like 150 miles to go back. So the story's not over, but I'll make it quick. Um, so they sat there in the truck for like three or four hours and just thought, we're going to be sitting here like all day, like maybe it, like all day, all night. And then it started to hail. <laughs> and, and Les was telling me this. Wow. He said, Monica, it was golf ball size hail. And it just, just, just came down so hard for like an hour. And poor Noah sitting there in his truck thinking, this is like ruining my truck. And so Les is like, well, let, you know, Noah, at least there's the silver lining in all this is they're probably going to total it. So you're going to get a new truck. <laughs> But them sitting there in the middle of the desert with no cell service, in the middle of wind, mud, rain, hail. And so they sat there, and, and finally, I guess that afternoon, he said they looked up, and there was this little crack in the clouds, and the sun came through. And the clouds just started to break, and the sun started to shine, and within an hour or two... It dried the ground so that they could go on their way. But um, I think after that, and then some really rough roads after that, they decided, I think we're done. <laughs> I think this is about, this is about, we've had about enough. It's time. So anyway, that's well, the, that's that the traveler story. But Annette, I know, has been of service to them and the midst of and i'm sure she would have told them there was a hailstorm coming had she been able to get in touch with them well i think on their next journey they need to take her just along take with. her along with them <laughs> i think so so there you have it well one of these days the lord's going to take us into utah that's uh 
Latter-day Saint territory. Well, you know, it's interesting. spirits. Because last night Noah called me and uh, and he was regaling the last couple of days. And he told me since they got to Utah, he said, I have never been tested so much, so bad, so deeply in my life since we entered this state. Like, tested to the core of who he was. And he didn't want to, I mean, he was like miserable. Like, it was, he said it was miserable the, <laughs> since they got there. Just because of all the elements and all, you know, the terrain and the the atmosphere. And, and, and he said, I didn't want to say anything to his dad because he didn't want to ruin his dad's joy. Because it, it really, it was his dad that suggested this whole trip. And, but finally he realized, I've got to say something. So he finally said something to Les, and Les is like, you know what? This is not, this is, this, this is unfun. <laughs> this has become unfun. But the point is, is that he said, I just felt like I was tested in every area of my being frustrated he said to the point where I was angry and just and he said I knew it was spiritual it was the the elements and it was the you know just everything that was coming against them and so we were able to talk that through about just the whole testing process and um, you know I tried to encourage him and say what anybody would probably say is you know Noah God's not in the He's not in the earthquake, and he's not in the rain. He's not in the. <laughs> he's in the still small voice. So he's probably just trying to, to speak to you in a new way. And and um, yeah, but it's it's interesting that he react he responded that way, in that state. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating. You know, we're going to be uh, presenting a a live stream event this coming Saturday regarding spiritual warfare. Uh, in in the high places and um, uh, I've really been studying as I know you have been as well but I can't tell you what you've been studying you can when when we segue here but um, I've been doing a lot of study about this and I've noticed throughout Christian history at least the stuff that you know is valid because when you get into the Catholic era a lot of that stuff is kind of embellished it's it's papaled and um, but but there were a lot of things that were similar to what Jesus encountered in the boat when the storm rose and then that legion of demons were there and if we think that the, that that was the only legion of demons in the world we're crazy that's right and I know that all of that stuff that um, the Mormons believe and um, their secret procedures and things of that nature have welcomed a lot of a bevy of demonic influences in that in that area coupling with what the the uh, original inhabitants of the land worshipped and um, and I know that it doesn't surprise me that all these things would arise uh, to try to stop and hinder and torment some saints as they yeah. were moving through. Um, but the point being that um, with that, I know that God is 
our nation is in it, it's it's experiencing opposition from unclean spirits in anticipation of what's coming and i know that what god said to us about our nation and about particularly that that stronghold up there in west virginia ohio and pennsylvania for this exact moment who when we set these times God didn't tell us anything about what our country would have endured and the world would have endured and what's going on right now, right smack dab in the middle of it. And um, but I, and I know that the enemy is not happy with the plans of the Lord and he always tries to raise up some kind of... When the enemy comes in, not if, but when, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard like a flood. And we are um, we we are going to see some incredible things happen in our nation and in the nations of the world, because um, that's what God prophesied to us. That's what we had in motion with trips planned, with um, organizational plans put in place, and those have not been stopped. It's just been reconfigured and we're going to be better than what than what we originally had planned and that was pretty good and so I'll say one other thing I I know that I I prayed during this process of getting ready for this live stream event this Saturday that God very strongly urged me that out of our network we need to produce a fresh teaching perspective for taking regions at the direction of the Lord, taking cities, and really a a functional activation um, manual. I know early on, years and years ago, when we first started doing this kind of thing, we tried to do that here, and it it had a measure of success. But um, at that time, we were obeying, but we didn't have the next 15 years of insights regarding the spirit realm from the scripture regarding the things that the Lord has taught us so it's time to go back to not only revisit that but to reform reform our um, our perspective and what we train people indigenous peoples to do and what should be a um, a prospectus of how to do this type of stuff. And again, I'm not discrediting anything that we've done in the past. My goodness, we were involved in it. But if you don't learn along the way and you don't adjust along the way, then you're not going to be current with what God is doing right now. So how to do that, we'll, we'll work on. But there's a lot of places here in this country that are agitated right now. With the turning of the page of the timetable of God, the enemy is repositioned. He has refocused. We're not worried about him, but, you know, one of the keys to warfare is recognizing what your enemy is doing and striking. And um, putting up a defense, but striking in the other area. <clears throat> um, 
You know, it's interesting because a couple of days before Pentecost, I I was really anticipating Pentecost in a in a new way, I guess I should say, because nothing. This season has really pretty radically transformed me personally and my walk in a in a good way in a way that um I don't see things the same way I I I'm so anticip I am so anticipating the new the new things the new way God's going to manifest himself the new way he's going to move through us the new ways um we're going to see him accomplish so many of the things that he has promised and I, I fully believe that, and and so I, I just feel my my spirit and every part of me just pursuing that, just uncovering, you know, just 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 trying to 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 step beyond the veil and 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 experience and know um, the new thing. I mean, he says, "Behold, I will do a new thing." I mean, we should always. Um, yeah, we build upon from where we came, of course. And my goodness, I am so thankful for the foundation that we have. If we didn't have the foundation we had, we could not stand today. Period. There's no way. So it's exciting to know that we can launch from, from where he's brought us. But um, anyway, I totally lost my train of thought. A couple of days before Pentecost, I was just praying and 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 the Lord led me to pull out that that old book uh, that Peter Wagner did on Acts. There was a study guide that we used or that we were given when we were in ministers in training, which was how many years ago? And it's, it's basically a, a, a study guide on the book of Acts. But I just went, I just opened it up and I've, I haven't done, I haven't been through the whole thing. I mean, even in 20 years, I haven't been the whole thing. But I, I read the first, you know, the introduction and he talks about how there's like 3,789, and I'm throwing that number out. I mean, it's a very specific number that he gives commentaries on the book of Acts. And, you know, he's, he's basically justifying why, saying he doesn't really feel worthy to write the 3,786th or whatever, but he felt so strongly that God had given him a vision to apply the book of Acts to missions, to dominion, you know, to taking dominion, to, and I guess that's why we, we embraced that so many years ago, because I, I remember um, in our MIT classes, where one of our classes was about city taking, and um, we were all given you know, we had groups and we were given different parts of the city that we had to research and study. And, 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 and then on our own, we had to come up with a strategy to go in and, and pray and prophesy and basically take dominion. Remember those days? <laughs> and, and we learned a lot. We had no idea what we were doing. I mean, I remember my team. I had Mark Burke and um, I can't remember who else was on there. Forgive me if you're listening. But uh, Mark Burke was fairly new to the church, and so it was it was kind of fun watching him awaken in the midst of something like that. But um, I guess my point is is that all I did was read the introduction of that handbook or that that study guide. But he talks about how so much of the commentary, and it wasn't a critical thing, but so much of the commentaries in the Book of Acts 
just really pretty much completely missed the application of what you're talking about, about our mission to go. And I think about, I mean, when you read those passages where, where the Lord says, you know, the Lord God says to his people, every place the sole of your feet shall tread will be yours. That is a powerful principle. I mean, do we really, really take that as truth? That every place he sends us, every place the sole of our feet shall tread. And, and we need to recognize that even though that's old covenant, that's where the Jesus is leading us. I mean, he's leading us to these places very strategically. I mean, this assignment this weekend is one of the most strategic things we've ever done. And how appropriate for him to, to really ordain us to do this in this year of wisdom when he's continues to just uncover principles and understanding of what his wisdom is. And so there's just so much for us not only to learn, but to walk in in such a fresh new way. And so I, I, I say all that to say, I know that the power of the Holy Spirit is behind this. And we need that. We need that empowerment of his Holy Spirit to not only um, be in the release, you know, as we lift our voice and, and, and speak into it, but through our intercession. And, and we have got to be people of faith that believe that, that whether or not we're actually stepping down physically in that territory this month, there are saints there that are partnering and doing that. And, and so what God has said will be, and we will see the victory regardless of how it doesn't look like what we originally thought it would. Mm. So that was kind of a long roundabout way to oh, I think say that's, I agree with you. <laughs> that's great. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I remember those early days. And I, I think back that at that time, you know, like you said, we were still, we were responding and obeying what the Spirit was saying, but God has, it's its time for a restating. Yeah. And we're going to have to do, for what is coming, we're going to have to do more than simply have a group of outlines that yeah. we give people. We're going to have to have an, uh, a manual of sorts that then has footnotes and cross-references for other materials that God has given. Um, and that, that's one of the challenges that we've faced over the years. When you write a new thing, it's built upon other things that God has shared, but you recognize as you're writing that unless you're in the Saints Network and you're current, you may read that and you may think, well, I don't know what this is, but you can't every time you're writing a book stop down and uber explain each concept because then you've written war and peace and you lose the point of what you're doing. So we'll we'll have to work on this among other 50 other things, but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to to this so do you want to talk a little bit about what's happening on saturday or do you how do you want to do, do this 
You want me to talk about it, or do you want to talk about it? No, why don't you talk about it? I can add. Okay. Well, we've been in contact with the, the people that are our colleagues. Um, you know Pastor Pam Scott. You know Candace McCoy. McCoy, who were Morgantown and East Liverpool. And... Um, they were the primary touch points of this particular gathering. And um, so we've been in touch with them, and we informed that we were willing to do, on Saturday morning, a four-part live stream. Uh, and if they would reach out to the people that they knew that had registered that were coming, that they could all watch this and... Um, <clears throat> So it's going to begin um, Dallas time at 8 in the morning on Saturday. Those of you on the East Coast, of course, 9 o'clock in the morning. And um, the times that we're going to be sending out in an email are going to be uh, Eastern time. So just make sure you calibrate that. It'll say EST, so don't get confused um, but for those of you in the central time zone we're starting at 8 so it's going to be on our website and we're fully confident that it's going to be simulcast on Facebook you what? say fully confident and I want to have faith to believe that it will be but we cannot promise that Yeah. so what we don't need you to do is that if you're trying to get on Facebook and it's not up there, don't send 5,000 emails to Scott or texts because he's going to be managing cameras. Um, just switch over to the website, which I guess without Flash now, it's much easier to access that on so your Im phones. It is so simple to access. So... That's what's going to be happening, and we're asking our congregation to fast from Friday evening through the Saturday morning event. And we'd also like to invite those of you in the Saints Network to join us in this. This is for our nation. It's for the region. And it's really laying ourselves down on behalf of what God's plan is. That's what fasting is all about. And so that's what's going to happen this Friday night and for fasting and Saturday for the teaching. So, so we have fasting beginning at sundown on Friday evening through the completion of the teachings on Saturday, which will be 1230 yeah. to 1, whenever we conclude. Do we want to have maybe um, a network kind of time of intercession <coughs> at some point? Either, you know, we could do that on Saturday evening or, I'm sorry, Sunday evening. We could, we could commit Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening to intercession specifically on behalf of what God has released yeah, I we mean, could we do that on Sunday kind of night. Prayer. We could do that on Sunday night. I would say we could do it on Saturday night, but people might want to just kind of 
just be cultivating what's yeah. been released. But I know Sunday has been a time where we have prayed specifically about what God's doing there. Um, and you don't have to commit to that right now. I'm just saying. No, I think that's a good idea. And we can ask our congregation here to come and pray as they see fit. We're not going to have a prayer class. Yeah, well, they can pray at home. They can pray here. They can do whatever. Yeah. Feel to do. So we can announce that at the end of um, the gathering on Saturday and then, of course, on Sunday. And you're welcome to join in whatever way you want. And it's really a Thanksgiving kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But we're going to talk about deasis and prosuke. We're going to talk about intercession. We're going to talk about the the different kinds of way, well, particularly those where God has, you know, proscuneo, those, those things. Um, the way God has taught us how to partner in our intercession. So I think it would be a good thing to apply that um, however he would lead us to do that. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. Okay. So, um, again, you know, I, I really miss the fact that we would have been heading up there in the next couple days because it's going to be beautiful weather and um, you know that's the one thing about that area of the country Um, there are some hot days but for the most part it's really pleasant especially earlier in the month so of June but it is what it is, and we're doing what God has given us to do, and um, whatever our hand finds to do, we're doing it, and we're going to try to do it with all our might. Amen. So um, some of the things that you'll hear this Saturday are established principles, but they're brand new for the score of people that are going to be joining us up there. But some of the things we'll be teaching on is going to be new material and um, I'm looking forward to that and so God bless this God bless this time we had uh, uh, Goldie who shared on Monday on I guess it was just on Facebook um and um kind of gets us in the West Virginia mood but let's you don't have to wait till Friday to pray <laughs> let's let's be in prayer and um anyway god bless you all yeah, in we've that been in pra- we've been in prayer over this for months yeah as a people i think Probably more so than just about anything that we have done <laughs> like this. Yeah. So. And it, you know, it is, um, it is our continent and it is our nation and it is an area that God has earmarked for a great visitation of his spirit in these days. And that's what our country really needs. Mm-hmm. That's what the enemy is trying to stop whether it was COVID or this current unrest. And by that, I'm, I, as I said on Sunday, we, we have such an affinity for 
our brothers and sisters who are African-American. And we sincerely love them and are absolutely blessed beyond words to be able to be family uh, together. And we want things to be well for them. We, we want any kind of existing challenges to be put away and for their lives to be not only better, but put in, in the way that it should be. So by saying this current unrest, I'm not saying anything negative about what, what we all want to have happen. But I, but I do say that the unrest part is the unjust part is what the enemy's trying to do to destroy the framework that God is wanting to visit upon our country. And it's spread throughout the world, too. But um, there are a lot of other agendas that are that are not even ancillary. ancillary. They're, they're just the antithesis of what we're really wanting God to do. And so we just have to know that the enemy is trying to stir things up, first of all, through the COVID thing and now through this unrest. But God's going to move. And God's going to powerfully show himself. And again, I think that there was a prophetic directive concerning this particular weekend. God knew what our country and our continent would be facing. And he earmarked this time. So we need to believe not just for a visitation upon those that are called to be saints. Yes, we're believing that. We're believing not just for um, that region to be touched, but we're believing that as we come together at this divinely ordained time, that there's going to be a major source of breakthrough. And then that pray, we pray that we'll have the wisdom and that the church will have the wisdom to take full advantage of it. Yeah, and just hearing you say that and, and, and thinking about who we are and what we're called to do, we have to remember that intercession, that that is where the transactions are made. I mean, that is where things... <coughs> That is where things happen, and we know that that um, as we, you know, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit is what I'm trying to say. Be in the spirit. This whole week leading into this, after the sessions on Saturday, be in the spirit. Pray in the spirit on Sunday. Pray in the spirit because we don't. We want to see the fullness of God's spirit do what he has promised to do and 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 he is calling us to partner with him in that and yes i mean it things happen when we teach things happen when we speak prophetically but just remember who you are as an intercessor intercessor before the throne and it is really crucial that we remain in prayer Mm -hmm. and that we as god leads you as god stirs you pray if it's in the night, if it's during the daytime, just random times, let this be. Let this assignment really be at the forefront of, because um, this is an assignment that that 
the Father has given to his people. And, and every one of us matters. All lives matter. <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to say that, but I think that's politically incorrect. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Let God use you where, wherever you are and, and pray through you. And he's looking for that. So um, be a voice. Amen. Well, um, I was talking with Luke and Sylvie, and I, again, we haven't had a chance to talk since yesterday, but um, Sylvie was giving a report about something that was happening in south of Lyon in France, and one of our dear saints, Patricia, she and her husband have been attending a church just outside of Lyon, and um, the Spirit of the Lord has really begun to move upon those folks, and they have embraced, the church began to embrace the Valley of Dry Bones, and which I guess prompted uh, Patricia to remind or to inform that many years ago, we had a Saints Network seminar a national seminar there in Lyon and that was the topic we had a beautiful big banner with artwork on it and that and was the most interesting seminar I think that we have ever encountered yeah so many interesting things happened yeah and even the year or so before that coming to Lyon we've had all kinds of opposition there but it just was uh, wonderful to hear that there is an outpouring of the Spirit, and I don't know anything other than what I'm saying right now. But Patricia wanted us to know that the seeds that were planted and the word that was given is something that God, unbeknownst to these people, that God used to that same theme, that same seed, to bring a visitation upon this church that's outside of Lyon. And um, I, I don't know all the details, but from what Sylvie was saying, people will come in and into the facility and just be overwhelmed by the Spirit of the Lord and they'd fall on their knees. And so Patricia was, I guess, trying to explain to them about proscuneo and and um, she's applying the things that she as a saint has learned. So we just need to pray for them and pray for Patricia. To our knowledge, none of the other, the other of the group of five are there involved in this. But uh, Patricia was generally the ringleader of it anyway. And she has stayed faithful and we just, we just bless that. And again, we've, we appreciate and love all of the people. I know that um, um, everybody is doing a lot of new things, and um, we are. Um, we know, like Severin, we see her up in in uh, Geneva when we go, and in other places when we're in France. But this particularly, let's pray for for Patricia. And that's that's all I know. Did you know anything further about that? No, this is news to me, but it's exciting. 
Here's the name of the city. Now, I can't pronounce it. It's, I'll say it in English. Saint Symphorian Dozon. No, no, no. You're not saying this. I don't understand what you're saying. It is sound. You know, but that's where it is. So, Lord, we bless Patricia and we bless the seeds that you have not forgotten about. And we proclaim victory and life over that region of Lyon and the surrounding area. Gosh, I don't know how many times we've been in that city. We've had ministry there. I remember one time going in there with uh, um, David and Adrian. Remember that? There are lots of different things. But it's just refreshing to hear this because the enemy has risen up and tried to stop the work in so many different ways. And he scattered uh, the ministry team that was there and really, um, uh, really just tried his best to, or his worst, to stop what God wants. So we bless this group. We pray a hedge around them. We declare that. We pray that you would put a strong anointing upon Patricia and activate the things that the crowns and the victories that you have empowered her with and um, let them have clear sailing yeah. for what for what God wants to do. Amen. It's a good word. <laughs> we know that the Lord has if ever there was a place on the earth where I sensed the absconded glory, it was in that city. <coughs> but, but also, I remember the many, many ways the Lord spoke about what he wanted to do in that city, just through, um, prophetically, through fivefolds and things like that before we ever went in. But the, there's such a... Uh, it's like Disneyland in the spirit realm. I mean, there's so much activity. There's so much spiritual activity in that city. Um, but it's meant to be a light. Yeah. Definitely. I've wondered if that's not where one of the candlesticks is supposed to be. And I'm not saying that. or But but I know that it it, it is meant to be a light um, in this world and is very significant. But boy, I mean, from be, you know, from him blinding our vision to causing us confusion to us trying to do activations about the martyrs and getting lost over and over, doing circles and circles and circles around the city. Um, just so many different things, the way the enemy tried to, to false prophecy. You know, just yeah. all kinds of things that the enemy has brought against the saints on behalf of what God wants to do in that city. And so there's something very significant. So I'm just I'm just standing in agreement with you and with the Benishans and with Patricia that this will be the seed that ignites that fire. And, um, and we'll begin to see the fruit from the seed that's been planted. And she and, and those women have been so faithful. 
I mean, their their world kind of fell apart, and and they had to step away from um, really in so many ways from what they knew, and they have been so faithful. So, and I just pray that the Lord brings those five back together as a point of ministry because their ministry is they should be taking that ministry around the world we talk about dominion and where our feet tread i fully envisioned going all around the world with those women and those banners and and taking dominion <laughs> so let it be amen yeah wow yeah i um it's it's funny because you know i we've and i'm i'm just saying this uh, you know i uh, we've been into that city and in through that airport and through that train station part du so many times that i can just in my mind put an outlay of where you go what you do and the same with Paris and the same with so many other places, Nice and London and even Bruxelles and um, Geneva. I mean, you can, just, you can just call it up and think. So what I'm saying is if I can remember that, the Spirit of the Lord, who's the same yesterday, today, and forever, remembers because it was His work that called us there and um but you know i remember studying about leon and you mentioned this and we discovered that that was a major major center for the celts the celtic religion and they they gravitated to that area because it was such a powerful spiritual port and then when the romans came in they immediately began to absorb those places they they battled against the Celts and drove them out and they took over these places and dedicated them to their evil gods and sadly when the church came around through the Romans they just kind of initially it was okay but then it became political and it became um, false religion in so many ways but those places belong to God and um, we um, we've labored there in obedience to him and I guess it's it's just really good to hear that there's a spark and there's a move of the spirit with people that we did not know and somehow the Lord led Patricia there and uh, again we just need to really pray We simply need to ask God to gird her up. So, um, we also um, understand that, you know, the Brazilians are standing strong and um, God is protecting them and keeping them well and whole. I was praying this morning and the Spirit brought to my mind and then he followed it up in our pre-broadcast prayer time. 
some of the visions that God gave the last time we were there and what we were supposed to be acting on and are acting on this year. And one of them was just an incredible movement of the angelic armies and then coming out of there the backlash of uh, enemy attack and different types of infirmities that came and um, it's it's just the enemy is the enemy's not happy with what God is doing but he that endures to the end will be saved and um, we remain faithful to the calling and keep our eyes on Jesus and don't look to the waves or the wind we will triumph in him and I said you know one of the greatest warfare weapons is your ability to stand and to stay and not run away now at times God will cause you to reposition or to recalibrate but the mission itself we don't abandon and um God is good. Okay, so um, we have 10 minutes left. We haven't even chit or chat. Of course, we did give a weather forecast, and we heard this that really exciting story about the journey through Mormonic territories. night before I, I hung the phone up for my son after I had given him an update about what's happening here and because they've been pretty much sheltered from media because they don't have service um, he was just asking what's going on with COVID and the riots and all of that and so we were talking about that really more from a spiritual standpoint but when it was time to hang up I said you know no I said I don't want to end on a negative or a a sad note and his response was well Jesus is alive that's all we need mm -hmm. and I thought you know what the simple gospel <laughs> it just it comes down to the simple gospel you know and I know that in the grand scheme of things that is not simple but um, let us not forget that in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the challenge, in the midst of um, just all the things that I think the saints have endured over these last number of months. I mean, all people, but we're addressing the saints, if that's okay. Um, we just need to remember the God that we serve and not forget that and know that he is the King of kings and Lord of lords and he will take us into the greatest point of victory and and he has overcome the world so no matter what things look like yes we have to to walk through them and endure them he's not going to deliver us out of them but he's gonna he's gonna be with us through them and i'm just we got some really interesting days ahead for us and so this is such a 
a powerful season where God is preparing us and equipping us and empowering us. And I don't want anybody to miss that. I just, I just, I just want, I want us as the army to be positioned and ready and standing and hearing and um, ready to go forth, ready to move when he says to move. So if you're struggling, if you're wavering, get in position. Yeah. Get in line. Re-engage. Re-engage. Maverick! This is not the time to be lazy or to be... This is a time to to engage. So, and and the Lord is depending on you, and we are depending on you. So I listen. I I I communicate. I, I have sweet communications with Olivia Zafus, who's positioned in in Geneva, and that dear, strong, powerful woman is standing there. And and I'm not saying she's alone because there's a lot of people that we know and love in Switzerland that that are praying but representative of the Saints Network she is standing mm-hmm. and in many ways alone God's brought people in and they've fallen away he's brought people in and they've fallen away he's brought people in and they've fallen away she continues to stand and um, Olivia if you're listening I just want to to, to say thank you for for standing and for not wavering and for just standing and hearing and being obedient to what God has you to do. She'll message me just randomly and say, hey, the Lord has led me to this location to go and pray on this day at this time. Please pray with me and be in, in agreement. And, and, you know, whether you're alone or whether you're standing in the midst of a congregation, um, the Lord is with you, and and He is not sitting back in His easy chair, looking down, saying, "Hmm, what am I going to do about this? Yeah. This crazy chaos in this world." He knows exactly, and so He is he, just like, you know, He's looking for an intercessor. He's looking for one that will lay on their face. He's looking one for one that will partner. And he's looking for you. And so it's a good time. It's, these are the best times. The best and the worst of times. Who said something like that? These are the oh. best of times and these are the worst of times. Who said that? Well, that was the beginning of the great book. The great, okay. Tale of Two Cities. The Tale of Two Cities. Charles Dickens. And not the T-A-I-L. The Tale. Oh, the T A L E. Remember the table <laughs> yes. freaking? Yeah. Yeah. So that was Dickens. And what was that time frame? Was that well, that, that's that's really what the the base of from that Les Mis kind of came out. So the revolution. Right. Yeah. Well, I, if it I'm going to quote Dickens. something, I should know who it wasn't. I thought he wrote the. Look, look it up. We got to give. Accurate reporting here. Do you know I who it is, off Dickens? the top of my head, I can't remember. I thought that was Dickens. No. Teresa, if you're listening, I need you. Well, you'll find it there in your fancy phone. I just don't remember these kinds of things. I read the book. Um, oh, I did too, but it was. 
So. Was it Dickens? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Apology. I apologize. That's okay. So, the um, the scope then for this week is tomorrow is Wednesday Night Live, even though we begin services again in-house on Sunday for the conceivable future, until God says otherwise, we're going to continue to have the Wednesday Night Live broadcast up sometime mid-morning and we'll probably try to be in we'll we'll be innovative in the weeks to come but as of right now we're just taking it a step at a time it was really nice to have everybody not everybody but a good portion of our congregation here Uh, we haven't seen them a lot of them since before seminar which is hard to imagine that's three months and um uh, Thursday, um, I'll have one of those episodes concerning the blood. And Saturday, or when is the next Voices broadcast? Do you know? Just off the top of your head? It's Pastor Fulton, and we have it. We're holding it because um, we we got delayed a week, and I try to upload those every two weeks. Okay. So they're bi-monthly, and so because Denise's had just gone up, Last weekend, I wanted to give that, um, so we'll upload that this weekend. Okay. But we have that. He sent that a couple days ago. Thank you, Pastor Fulton. Yes. Yeah. And um, and then Saturday, there'll be another one of the, the blood series, and then Sunday service. Well, yeah, no, no, I take that back. I'm so sorry. I, I should have quit three or four minutes ago. We have the live stream. Yeah, Saturday. So I'm not, not going to do one of those on Saturday. Forgive me for that. Um, so you'll be getting an email at some point in the next couple of days about what's happening Saturday, but we just told you what is happening. So we just really hope that you'll be able to avail yourself of that, but um, stand. let's stand in agreement. And um, God's going to do what he said he'd do. All right. Before I say any other goofy thing that is uh, not accurate, I think it's time to close. Four people have texted me to tell me it's Charles Dickens. Good. Good. Thank you all so much. Well, I just, just can't. Sometimes I get so overwhelmed by the spirit; these natural things just escape my thinking. Maybe, maybe for your, maybe for your city taking anointing book, you can use part of that title and it can a be tale of every city. A tale of every city, and it can be by by Ronald Crawford. Well, a tale of a tale of the saint of the tale of of all cities. But I think I think this thing is going to be something that is going to be a consortium of saints contributors, and um, I think it will be nameless under the banner of Pneumatikos. So anyway, okay. Thanks everybody. God bless you, and we'll uh, reach out again tomorrow. Until then, have a wonderful day. <laughs>